but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. Hearing through the word of Christ. I want you to turn to your neighbor as you take your seats and say, you are sent. One of you said that with passion. That's what I'm looking for. Turn to your other neighbor and say, you are sent. There you go. That was better. Come on, get some fire in your bones. So now that we've set our game plan, let's just pause. I hope that you have been talking with your friends and making a game plan. I know that sounds silly, but that's what we talked about in the first week, right? Getting together with your friends and talking about how you are going to reach your school for God. This is, that's actually serious. What is your game plan? If you haven't said it yet, you should do that tonight. Talk to your friends. Get a group chat going. Start that so you can encourage one another so that you can say, hey, I just need prayer in this because today is not going great. Get with those friends. Because now that our game plan is set, it's game time. Like it's go time. Every time that we step foot into the world, every time you step foot into your school, you step foot out of your house, or some of you, even when you step foot out of your bedroom, it's go time. And in any sport, any sport that you play, you usually have plays, right? You have plays that you run in your sport. Certain drills or plays that you've practiced and know. And when you get in your huddle, the easiest illustration of this is football, right? You get in your huddle, or maybe it's just during break time, but you get together and you ask the question, what's the play? So our focus tonight, though, is not so much on what is the play, but who is telling us the play. In football, the coach usually relays that to one person. Who's the person that they usually relay the play to? Quarterback, the captain, right? So the title of my message tonight is Team Captain. Our captain being the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is our team captain. So we often say here that we're all designed uniquely, right? Each one of us is designed differently. Yes? We're all different. God created each one of us, every single person. So I actually looked that up. I asked Google, how many people is that? From the beginning of time until now, how many people have been on this earth? Are there any guesses? Way higher. Way higher. Lower. <laughs> Lower. Okay. A hundred in 17 billion people. About 117 billion people. Now guys, God didn't make us like how we make Christmas cookies. 
Do you know what I'm saying? He doesn't have like 10 cookie cutters and then he just makes a bunch of people with the same cookie cutter. No, each one of us is different. We are all our own design. You are the only one. Because we were made with imagination and creativity and that's from an infinite amount of possibilities. Like God is the one who created creativity. Think about that for a second. God actually created creativity. Each one of you are different and unique. So our first point tonight is that sharing the gospel is not a one-size-fits-all. Sharing the gospel is not one-size-fits-all. Have you ever gone to the store and you've picked something up, and you look at the tag to see what size it is, and it says one size? Raise your hand if you've ever had that happen. Yeah. So I was at the mall with a friend a while ago, and she picked up this shirt that she liked, and it, it clearly being too small, looked at the tag to see what size it was, to see what she would need. And she shows it to me, and it says, one size fits most. And I was like, well, yeah, you ain't lying because that's not fitting me. Like, it, it looked like it was a child's shirt. Like, that one size de definitely did not fit all. It's kind of a ridiculous concept, right? Like, I can understand it a little bit more in things like maybe ball hats. There's not as many sizes of that needed, right? I can understand it a little bit. But all of that to say, guys, there is more than one way to share the gospel. There's more than one way. Now, the gospel itself is for everyone. But the way that we share it can and should be different. See, if there was only one way, then Jesus would have had a speech prepared and simply gone around reciting that same speech to every person he met. Is that what he did? No. Because we all learn differently. The way that you understand information is going to be different than how I understand information. And we all come from different backgrounds. We have different family situations. Even living in different states, let alone different countries. Those things are going to impact the way that we see the world. And beyond that, we all have different hurts. Things that have happened, we have different needs, we even have different desires. So when Jesus interacted with people, he didn't do it the same every time. He didn't, he didn't heal each person the same way either. See, to one, to heal one blind man, he actually spit in the dude's eyes. Yeah, gross. Like, that's in the Bible. Imagine if Jesus had gone up to the woman who came up and touched his robe. Imagine if he had turned to her and spit in her face. How do you think that would have gone over? Not great, right? See, he just spit on a woman who had been cast out 
and left out, left untouched, left unspoken to for 12 years. A woman who felt lonely and unwanted. Imagine her response if Jesus had spit on her. She probably would have turned away and ran, never looking back to Jesus. She wouldn't have heard his words. She wouldn't have had the opportunity to hear him call out to her and actually call her daughter and say, because of your faith, you have been healed. You see, Jesus knew exactly what that woman was going through. He knew what she had been experiencing, and most importantly, Jesus knew what she needed. So the question is, how did Jesus know that? The Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit can sometimes make things tricky, right? Like, honestly, sometimes I wish it was just a one-size-fits-all, because then it would be easier. Like, it would require a lot less effort on our part if we did it the same way every time. But just like Pastor Beth said last week, it's not about me. And it's not about you. See, I have to get over myself and say the scripture again that I need to consider others more significant than myself. And because people are significant, I will take the time and the effort to listen to my captain, the Holy Spirit. I will take the time to hear from him what they need. I will make it a priority to start my day with prayer, to start my day with worship, to start my day with reading the word so that I get my focus right. I get my focus off of myself and onto God. See, we have to get our heart right first. You know those moments when you've been in the same room or building with someone all morning, maybe it's the same classroom, but you haven't acknowledged each other yet? Do you know what I'm talking about? You've been in the same place, you've kind of seen each other from across the room, but you haven't actually acknowledged them? See, I find that the longer that goes on, the harder it is to actually say something to them. Like, the longer that we are avoiding saying hi, even just a wave, like, it just gets awkward. There's this tension because you haven't just spoken to each other yet. Because you haven't simply acknowledged the other's presence. See, I think that's part of why it's so important to start your day with God. See, when you start your day with him, you're acknowledging his presence. You're starting the conversation right away. That way, when he speaks to you later on in the day, your ears are already tuned to listen to him. I've already turned my heart, I've already turned my attention to you because I started my day with acknowledging you. See, as we go about our day, God will have appointments for us. He puts people in our path. People that he knew we were going to come into contact with. People he knew that were going to cross our path. That divine moment was meant 
for you. So for my second point, sharing the gospel requires you to put your fear aside and trust God. We have to put our fear aside and trust him. Because let's be real, talking about God can be scary. Raise your hand if you've ever been scared talking about God. Yeah, look around. There's a lot of hands. Well, Connor, people are just going to make fun of me. Or they're going to think that I'm just this Jesus-loving weirdo, right? Yeah, some people will. Sorry, I'm not here to sugarcoat it for you. Some people will think that you are weird. Just like people thought that I was weird in high school. People thought that any of the leaders you're looking at were weird in high school. But let me tell you, those people did not know how weird we actually are. Yeah, because I guarantee you that we hit it a little bit too. We played the cool card. We played the, ah, oh, yeah, I sort of know about Jesus, but, you know, he's whatever. Like, we get it. We've been there. I have been there. So why are we okay with it now? Because, guys, people thought Jesus was weird. Isaiah 53.3 says he was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised, and we esteemed him not. Who's that talking about? Jesus. Thanks, David. That's talking about Jesus, that he was despised and rejected. Guys, Jesus was mocked. Jesus was made fun of. Sometimes he was even left out. Talking about God can be hard as it is, but then when we add the Holy Spirit in there, it gets just a little bit more uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit pushes us. That's why we have to trust God. We have to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? I'm sorry, you want me to say what to that person? You want me to spit in their eyes? Um, let me just think about how that might go, right? And to be honest, if you feel like the Holy Spirit is telling you that, please stop and question it. <laughs> please, please stop and question that. Like, Holy Spirit, is that you? Because that's a big step. But you see, it can be uncomfortable, even just turning to a person and saying, hey, can I pray for you? And if that's where you're at, just asking the question of, can I pray for you? If that's uncomfortable, great. That's okay. Be uncomfortable in that. The more that you take the steps, the more that you listen to the Holy Spirit, the more the opportunity is going to come. And, you know, the matter of the fact is it's going to get more uncomfortable because God likes to push us. And the more that you say yes, the more he's going to ask. 
it might not get to crazy heights, but the opportunities might come more frequent. As you start listening, you're really going to see all of the opportunities that God is giving you. But we have to trust God. We have to turn aside that voice in our head that says, nope, they're going to make fun of you. Nope, they're going to think you're a weirdo. We have to turn that voice off and just focus on the person that's in front of us. Remind ourselves that they are more important than I am right now. And I'm going to choose them.